0: this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Do I sound different to you? I feel different because my voice is, uh, you know, I'm coming of age. <laughs> you know how boys come of age and their voices change? Well, I seem to be coming of age. Every time I hear myself, I sound slightly different. It is quite a high allergic time in the state of Arizona, and uh, that only means more grapefruit, lemons, limes, and oranges next year. Today, I want to continue, and, and in a very peculiar way today, on this subject that we began last month, uh, created out of the beginning of Lent, and this phrase that has been in my heart, this six, piece, six, six notes of music, this time, change my heart. And then this wonderful blessing of all of you who sent me all the words and all the music. And I feel so rich in the usage of this lovely phrase, but I'm clinging to it as I have for many Lenten seasons, that this time the Lord will change my heart. And as I prepared for that for myself, I found that it was more than this time changed my heart. It was a subject that I felt very strong about and wanted to dig into. And I hope you love the heart. I said, to, I said a few shows ago, if anyone's interested in having a medical doctor come in and describe the intricacies of the pumping heart, I would love to do it because as I've journeyed into this, and I promise you I will eventually quit talking about the heart, but we have done a changed heart, a cultivated heart, a guard your heart, A hidden heart, and I have more hearts to come. I am amazed at the quiet heart, the pure heart, the thoughtful heart. And in this process, I've been wandering through what I call heart transformation. So I decided in this show today that we were going, I was going to be ad hoc. I don't, I don't come to the studio very ad hoc. I come pretty sure of what I'm going to talk about. But if you knew how long I might talk, you would see how many pages of stuff I have in front of me. I promise not to do that. But when you're starting the show, don't look for points or don't look for, just understand that this is my broad reminders, my suggestions, my teachings about what, what it takes to have heart transformation. So, Lord, this time change my heart and I want to I want to report to you that he has been deeply changing my heart during this lenten season and we are about halfway through. So, the first thing that I want to talk to you about is is some notions about your own spiritual health and I believe that we have this on our free resource, but I'm going to just read aloud to you. And if I cannot find it on our resource, I will put it up in the next few days, okay? Or have it put up, I should say. But these are about diagnosing your own spiritual health. And we are very attuned to our physical health, aren't we? I'm talking about my throat and um, the allergies and people are sneezing and coughing. And we've learned to cough into our elbows and not into our hands. And we've learned not to touch too many things. And we've learned a lot of things about health. What about my spiritual health? And these questions are 10 questions. Each of them are marked by five or seven passages of scripture that will help you find a theological answer, not knowing what your answer may be when I read this question. But what I'd like you to do is just lean into wherever you are. Don't write it down because you'll find the 10 questions Diagnosing Your Spiritual Health on our free resources. But listen, as I ask you the question, do I truly love God? Are my motives biblical? Okay, I'm not going to laugh out loud when I read that one, but I have to laugh out loud at myself. My, I want to say my motives are biblical most of the time, some of the time. Oh, Am I guarding my heart? And if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's in the archives from early in the month of March. Is my humility genuine? And then I'm going to put a sub-question on there. Do you know what humility is? Is transformation taking place in my heart? What I love about that question is either a yes or no. What does my heart say is my true identity? Do I sincerely love my neighbor? And don't be like the smart aleck in the gospel who says, yeah, we'll define neighbor. Do I sincerely love my neighbor? How is my contentment factor? I'd go for a 1 to 10 on that one. What is the measure of my integrity? And lastly, do I believe God and live in radical dependence on him? I think these are questions for a lifetime. I think they are questions that we can be looking at to, to stay current with for a lifetime. Don't be discouraged if you read them all and you think I, I don't have one decent answer. Or I wish my answer was yes and it was a no, or I wish my answer was or my my answer was sometimes and I wish it was all the time. Don't be discouraged about that. And if there was one of those questions that really stood out to you, and you pause long enough to write it down or to remember it, would you take that question to the Lord and have him help you answer it? You know that at Modern Homemakers, we have a couple of goals in mind that we do regularly, that we stay with and have for 30 plus years. And that is what we are designed to encourage women, to encourage women. We hope everything we do, even if it's a teaching or truth that's difficult to hear, is an encouragement to you. In your walk of faith, we encourage women to have a walk of faith, which is having a relationship with God. And we believe that the Bible is real and true. And under all of those theological umbrellas, we are here to encourage women to be all they can be as a woman, all they can be as a wife, all they can be as a mother and all they can be as a homemaker. And as I age, I find myself still engaged in those four main categories of my life. And I think, oh, so it isn't when my child was born. It isn't when I just got married. It isn't when I turned 21 or 35 or 45 or even 60. This is a life ongoing process. Your children unless the Lord decides to take them to heaven before you, will be with you always. So the role of a mother is something you will always be doing. You will always have a place to live. You'll always be a woman. You may be married and your spouse is gone and you're no longer a wife, but you have the heart of a wife. And if you are married, I pray that you will look to making that a priority relationship so 1thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 he says and for this reason we also thank god that when you received from us the word of god's message you accepted it not as the word of men but for what it really is the word of god which also performs its work in you who believe now that verse just sums up so many pieces of conversation that we have about where did you get that answer? Where is that integrity coming from? Why should my heart be pure? Why should it be undefiled? Why should I guard my heart? These questions come straight from God's word. And I don't know where I found this. It's many years ago, but I uncovered it recently and I want to read it to you because it is only about what this book, the Bible, contains. It contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrine is holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. And its decisions are immutable. Read it to be wise. Believe it to be safe. Practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Here, in the Bible, heaven is opened and the gates of hell are disclosed. Christ is its grand subject, our good is its design, and the glory of God is its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, guide the feet, read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is a mine of wealth and health to the soul and a river of pleasure. It is given to you here in this life and will be opened at the judgment and is established forever. And finally, it involves the highest responsibility will reward the greatest labor and condemns all who trifle with its contents. It overwhelms me. It overwhelms me that every one of those statistics I just read are true about a book that is the living word of God. And this is the time when we are preparing our hearts to understand during this Lenten time what what transaction really happened. Mary delivered this child, and 33 years later, Holy Week is upon us, and we know what happens, and his death on the cross brought life. But Jesus came to be the physical word, he he was the word. The word in him, he was the word. And then this book called the Bible is the living word. It's not just a bunch of words that some men put together. It has life in it. And every one of you who have ever read the Bible and been changed by it, have ever looked for an answer, whether you were Saying to the Lord, I'm going to open the Bible wherever it falls and put my finger on the page, you will find that it has brought life to you. Its accounts are in line with who I am as a human being. It brought life. It brings life. And when I feel hungry, when I feel thirsty, it is the book that I know will quench my thirst and satisfy my hunger. So, heart transformation heart transformation. And I want to end this time, and I have to tell you that we'll probably do another show of this because the list of papers still on my desk is quite long. And you know me, I always want to use everything we have. But looking at Second Corinthians chapter 3, I want to read to you this notion about transformation. But we all, you and me and everyone, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord and the Spirit. So, I hope that you'll be reminded when I talk about these things for heart transformation, when I give you these questions to ask to find out your own condition for yourself of your own heart. That Jesus does change our heart. Lord, this lent change my heart. Not not this day, change my heart. He changes us and that transformation is ongoing. It never stops it never stops. I don't know how long ago you might have found Christ to be your Savior, or if you never have, but it never stops. Once you have said, here am I, he stays right with you, just exactly like glue. Glue. Many years ago, I hosted a birthday party for a woman who was a missionary, and her heart was for the fields of the world. And so I hosted a lunch that had to do with, it was international food and we all had to wear international clothing and we all came, we just girls. There were about 30 of us. And I wore a little Indian dress and I bought a very large plastic pink fuchsia stone and I glued it with super glue to my forehead. Yeah. You know exactly what happened. I had a scab the size of China, not India, on my forehead for months. Glue. When we say yes to heart transformation, Jesus sticks to us like glue, and he changes us. Change our heart, O Lord, this time. Thank you for joining us. I am Donna Otto. We are Modern Homemakers. Remember the common beginning and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of assessing your own heart.